tired of talking to me at this point i know we've been talking since like monday like every every day we've spoken i think it's nice at least once and today this is like our second time talking at you know at minimum depending on how you count it. it's true well it's just nice because we uh, we are just really good at being long distance palios Right. Mm, speaking of which, uh, August sixteenth, uh, at some you know, ass crack of dawn yes. time is the second round of the podcast. I told you I would look that up, and I didn't. So thank you. I'm gonna look it up. But I don't know what I don't know what I don't know what time of day it is. Well, if we're waking up at two a.m. to watch it, you know, it only ha like whatever. I'm in. It's only gonna happen once. I'm definitely. I'll definitely call you to to do it. But also, I'm on vacation next week so um or when's this episode come out this episode comes out the august 17th so we announced the polio too late (laughs) (laughs) we fucked up hopefully you caught it and enjoyed it maybe we can yeah maybe maybe, we'll put something on facebook maybe right maybe next year there's always next year (laughs) there's always next year i also i also like how you're gonna be uh almost done with vacation when this airs yeah, that's right. That's so right. that's uh, uh, oh, I'm this like, is very I'm weird. I'm like super excited. It can only it, it can only um, be lower than my expectations because my expectations are very high. For that this sounds vacation. like a great uh, state of mind to go into vacation with. <laughs> I need it to be a perfect vacation. I'm like very tired at work. Um, been tired for a couple weeks, but like I I I think I've like I'm peaking at a good time, and then. I'm gonna go on vacation and zone out for a week, and I'm I'm looking forward. It's good to do that every once in a while. Like it's been a minute since I've, like coming to see you guys is fun and, and everything, but like going to New York City is not a vacation. Hmm. It's not. That's interesting. It's not relaxing. That. Like I need to I need I, to yeah. sit and look at some water, and uh, not think about anything. This will be my this will be my first time at the Cape down the Cape down on the Cape, the Cape. in the Cape. Um, and I hear good things. People like it I'm a lot. I'm so excited to hear what the Cape is like. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, big big plans. Can I tell you something that's happened uh twice yes. now that I don't I, I and maybe maybe on the podcast isn't the right way to to right place to discuss it, but um. You know, I've never been known to do things no. correctly. Um, twice now, people who will go who will go nameless uh, have gone to Teresa, my uh, Teresa Gaffney, uh, uh, to let th- her know that I said something on this podcast which made them upset. Wow. But they and I know what you're thinking. Like that's great that two people listen to uh-huh. the podcast. Um, but I don't know how to best deal with this situation because I haven't spoken to them about it, either of them. So how, what can, can, all right, (laughs) 
Can you say what they're upset about? Um, yeah, I, I suppose so. Um, one person uh, was upset about characterizations I and or we made about people from Oklahoma. Um, what did we say about people from Oklahoma? <laughs> like, what? I think we... I think we insinuated that people from Oklahoma tend to be racists. Um, I think that was the insinuation. Uh, and truthfully, I, you know, I feel bad that uh, that I said it. I, I don't think that all people from Oklahoma are, are racist. All people from um, nowhere also, are all racist. Not, not all people yes, from yes, any place yes. is all... You know what I'm saying? I think, I think both of us have a tendency... I'll speak for myself. I think I have a tendency to speak in superlatives. Absolutely, I'll, I'll own that one too. Uh, and, I'll take that on. We're- and I go to I go to extremes. It's a lot less fun to say some people from Oklahoma may be racists than it is to say that all people from Oklahoma are wild yes. racists. You know what I mean? Um, it was a it was a and but but it's, here's the thing. It's like I don't know. I've I've never had this kind of situation where like a third party approached me and said, Hey, somebody else was offended or somebody else, or maybe not offended, was upset, wanted to talk to you about it. That is so funny. Everyone's just like, you guys are fun. (laughs) But, 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 but I want to, I want to say also like, that's, it's so exciting. The idea that like we could say something and like someone could have an opinion about what we said. Like that's that's the that's like the peak podcast. We're doing it. Not, not that I would think. I don't think. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're killing it. I don't want to be like an inflammatory podcast. You know what I mean. I don't want to rile people up. But it's good to know that like, you know, we were having a conversation and, and it caused somebody else to ha- think something. It's true. And if we could reach just one person, these a hundred weeks would be worth it. <laughs> Is this the kind of reach we want, though? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, at what cost? I don't know. Oh, that's fun. Wait, what was the other thing? The other thing I feel I feel even worse about. Um, this I think is more on me, but I also want to go back and you know check the tape. Um, but essentially, in um, a new high, new mm-hmm. high. Um, I said something about. Um, uh, drug addicts or uh, recovering drug addicts and I I said something to the effect that like um, you can't trust them um, and that like you know they'll, they'll they like you know in 20 years you'll still have to look at them and say like well they're a drug addict or something sure. like that I don't know I honestly don't know exactly in that situation what it is I said which also makes it very tough when I haven't had a conversation with this person I you know I'd like to but um, I don't know what I said. I don't know what they heard, and I I don't really know what they feel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like like I don't know a lot about the situation. But um, I thought I had to share with you that this is happening. You know what I mean? Uh, I kind of love it, but also like and and I know that we have like maybe maybe like seven listeners, and like that's awesome. Oh, on a, on a great, great day, day yeah. I think we have a solid seven. But it is really interesting to see how like uh. Like, if you're interviewed for the news and you, like, misspeak, like, sometimes I'll come out of this and I'll, like, listen back and I'll be like, oh, I don't even remember saying that. Because, like, there's a sense of being, like, you know, quote-unquote on, um, very, yeah. like, a little performancy, sure. even though I think, like, our conversation is pretty normal for us. 
Yeah, but, but like it's, it's, you're, but you're, you're right. on. I mean, there's there. Yeah, there's no question that there's a microphone here, and we mm-hmm. both know it. Too much. Totally, because I know um, I've said like I've misspoke and said some some shit, and I'm like, oh, I probably like didn't need to say that, but uh, it right. happened. But also, I I there are other podcasts I listen to where they say stuff I think way worse than what we say. And they're like, hey, you know, it's a podcast. You know what? Like, yeah. that's what happens here. Like, I'm not like, and I, that's, I don't want to be that. You know, I don't want, I, 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 I think one of the best things about having people listen is someone to turn around and say like, yo, Jason, you're being, uh, you know, you're, you're being a little insensitive. Um, so, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is like, if you're one of our seven loyal <laughs> listeners, uh, you know, call us on our bullshit we would uh, love the attention <laughs> <laughs> but don't but we're not gonna but the goal is not we should to... do one of those sarah accounts have you been seeing those no it's like, no it's like anonymous about. like feedback and people are it's it's meant for work but like everyone's just doing it to like feed their egos what's it called it's sarah with an h and then a h a Dot com, I think. Like Sir Sir Something like you'll you'll my Facebook feed is is blown up with it. Um I've never but heard so of people that. are just like I mean it's kinda like a bit, but people are giving like anonymous, honest feedback to people. So maybe we should set wow. up one for that and then people can praise us or destroy us. Or just sh- shit all over us. Saraha Register. Yeah, I'll set I'll let's do this right yeah. now. Just just a second here. Uh, we're gonna register for a uh, a Saraha thing. Hopefully, it doesn't need email confirmation. That would take so long. Username, postdoc podcast name, postdoc photo. Not right now. Register. Well, well, you know this will this will be registered by the end, and uh, it's there we go, boom, we're up and running. Um, I'll I'll post this on the the Facebook page, or you can visit us at postdocpodcast.saraha s a r a h a h dot com, and you know we'll we'll if you if you post them in there, we'll respond to it probably. Not like not like we got anything better to do, um, but like. Tell us the truth. And some people have, uh, one person reached out with some, uh, like a suggestion about maybe starting episodes by like describing the, the documentaries a little better. We, we, you know, we talked about that a lot, how we were going to tackle that. Not sure we did a great job at tackling that. But we that, thought but we about, it. about it. Yeah. We did think about it. So like, we're not, yeah. you know, this is not a com- completely one way no. street. This is like a two way street, but like one side has like three lanes. The other side. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so that's a that's a way that um, people can either do bits or just be like super uh, super truthful. I don't think anyone would do bits with us. Michael Hat Michael that- Hatchet is already writing a bunch of bullshit. Let's just be real. Mm. You know what? Hold on, and then we're gonna get right into the documentary. <laughs> but this is an important thing I need to say. I thought of a a great pun that I'll never get okay. to use, so I'm gonna okay. use it right now. Um, if you were ever really mad at Michael Hatchet, which is why, you know, you, you'll never get to use this pun because he's too lovable. But if you ever like pissed at him, right? You got a huge fight, and like you were like, rrr, rrr, you know, you're just really mad at him. 
And you're like, you know what? Like, let's make up. You know, let's make amends. You could you could bury no. the hatchet. You could you could bury the hatchet. I'll t- I'll text it to okay. him. He'll laugh. Maybe he'll yeah. He'll um, give you the reaction. Speaking speaking of laughter, this week we watched what I think is one of the most terrifying documentaries oh, we've watched. Oh my god. Yet. Um, wow. I, I guess I didn't know what to expect, but whoa. Uh, we watched a documentary called Icarus. It is on Netflix. It is a Netflix original. It is blowing up on the internet right now. Um, it is about the Russian doping scandal, uh, uh, you know, with the Olympics and whatnot. Um, basically, it is a, uh, it follows this documentarian whose name is Brian something. Fogel. Something Jewish. He's in like a... Fogel, there you go. Brian Fogel. I wonder if he's related to Jared. Um, he starts off making this documentary in which he decides he's going to try to cheat a drug testing, you know, situation by entering a bike race. And he takes a bunch of testosterone and PEDs and HGH and whatever the fuck else. Um, but it he gets kind of very much caught up in the Russian uh, doping scandal, which sort of rocked the sporting community um, a couple years back. Um, Emily, you have an interesting take on the first 30 minutes of this yes, documentary. Yes, for most people, this documentary is two hours. For Emily, it was only about an hour and a half. <laughs> um, I, I don't do well with needles um, at all. And so watching them, like, even talking about it right now is, like, hard. Like, watching them, like, with the syringes and being like, oh, that's a big needle. And, like, oh, it's going to my thigh. Like, I can't. Mm. I I just Mm -hmm. can't do Mm -hmm. it. Like, I actually had to pause. And I was just, like, in the fetal position laughing on my bed because I just, like, (laughs) I can't do it. Like, I will never dope. I'm never going to dope. <laughs> there's no way I can fucking do it. Um. This is just like the 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 allergy doctor was like, Jason, like, do you want uh, an EpiPen? Because I'll give you one if you need one, and I'm, if you want one. And I was like, honestly, I couldn't do it to myself. Absolutely, no, absolutely it. not, absolutely not. So yeah, I I um I tried and I just couldn't. So I I fast forwarded past Brian's uh doping journey and i got right into the good shit with which also yeah what i wanted to say is biggest biggest knock i have in this documentary not not my only knock but biggest one is that first 30 to 40 minutes completely don't need it completely useless i 100 percent agree because i well and i wonder if this documentary is one of those that like started as one thing and then morphed into something else oh it's which is fine it's clearly that yeah Kill your babies. Yeah, because, see, someone's going to write about that on our Sarah Haha. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, because the real juice of this documentary uh, is really, Ooh, very that strong. second hour is some intense shit. The other thing, too, though, is not only is the first 30 minutes, like, irrelevant, it doesn't even wrap itself up. Did you did you watch enough to, to, get, to pick up on that? That, like, so he takes all these drugs... In order to show, like, look, I'm going to beat the system. I'm going to, you know, beat everyone. First of all, uh, they don't drug test him. Um, so that whole thing 
is fucking irrelevant because it's like, look at me, I took all these drugs, then he does not get drug tested before the race. So there's that. And then he loses. He does worse in the race than he's ever done I before. I did see that because I was expecting him to be like, yeah, he came in second pretty easily. And he came in like 14th. And I was like, all right, all right, bud, maybe this isn't for you. Loser. Basically. But yeah, and then and then we get into the like the meat of yes. it. Yes. Uh, so the... can I just clarify for kind of myself? Um, so, so Gregory who is the uh, the Russian uh, center of this entire thing, was he working with Brian? Yeah, so the, in the... So he so was kind of coaching him the, through doping, basically. In the irrelevant 30 minutes, Brian, uh, so Brian starts off with some guy who's, like, helping him dope, and then that guy's like, you know what, this makes me feel uncomfortable. Let me put you in contact with this guy, Grigory. Uh, you know, trust me, he knows what he's talking about. And Does he though? Oh Gregory, my god! Gregory, yeah, uh, coaches him through like the best way to use uh, these drugs and get away with it. Um, and the the uh, at least at the beginning, the pretense is well, Gregory knows the best way to get away with uh, doping because he's one of the best anti-doping people in the world. But it very quickly comes out that he's not only the best anti-doper, he's also the best uh, cheater. Yes. Um, I mean, accurate. So he worked at this lab, and well, I, and I believe he started out as an athlete and was interested in doping younger, and then he became interested in chemistry and then working in athletics from, from that angle. Um, uh, right. Important things to note, he's hella fucking Russian. Um, <laughs> uh, he's so precious. He, I lo- I I really enjoyed him. He is um, I think three degrees separation from from Vlad, good old Putin. Um, um or def- yeah, not uh, not uh, like relationship wise. No, but but, uh, but was running in the ran in his circle. Right. Essentially, uh, this guy was the head of th- this huge Russian lab. So he answered to a guy who answered to a guy who answered to Putin. And Putin knew his so, name. Important yeah, things yeah, to know. I mean, like, they... Yeah. I mean, to a certain extent, I assume that Putin knows, like, everyone's exactly. name. I assume that's how hacking works in Russia. But yeah, he, they were, like, not strangers. Right. So this whole um, doping in Russia scandal hits, and you see Gregory on Skype freaking the fuck out because people are literally being killed to like cover this up or because they potentially were leak something and so um he up and leaves and comes to the u.s to be with brian um and he leaves behind a wife and two kids and everything and um makes it here crazily enough luckily enough um and uh, and then he wants to do good and kind of correct the mistakes of his past, and so he um, pretty much breaks the story of how Rush has been doping since '68, was it? Something like like, like that, for yeah. forever in in Olympic games and all that shit for for years and years and years. And um, God, one of his friends mysteriously dies of a heart attack. Um, who worked with? Yeah. I mean, it's it was crazy to me how how intense mafia this got um 
you know sure. i mean like it was just it was russia on every level oh i mean God. it's all the things that we kind of stereotypically say russia will do uh and they were just doing it all i, I think an important thing that he kind of says he is the best person so he's in so much danger because he is the only person who can who can quote unquote kill both sides he has the information that shows that the russians were illegally doping and you know tampering with uh, uh urine samples in order to cheat the olympics he also has enough information to show that wada the world anti-doping association was bullshit you know what i mean like didn't know what the fuck yeah. they were doing and weren't able to catch anyone so he's like doubly screwed because everyone hates him everyone's out to, to kind of disprove yeah. him uh, and I think to this day, at the end, they say, like, he's still in, like, protective custody in the U.S. Like, he is still, like, yeah. a person that someone would want to kill. Like, if you go to his Wikipedia page, like, he essentially, like, his life essentially ended yeah. at the end of this yeah, documentary. Yeah, there's not a whole lot there. Um, one of the things that he said that was so striking to me and I think is so fucking relevant is he said... Um, Something like, well, it's we're Russians. Like, we are the best cheaters in the world. And if you think you're going to out-cheat us, like, you're wrong. And I was like, right. fuck, is that not the truest thing I've ever heard? Oh, my God. <laughs> what's, what's What was wild, though, is that, like... So, so here's this guy. He's, like, this brilliant scientist. He's come up... He's devised this way to uh, administer drugs in such a way that you can... Uh, administer drugs and stop administering drugs at just the right time so that it'll pass through your system, you'll get the benefits, and you'll pass the test. Uh, Sochi comes around and Putin's like, nobody, that's not good enough. And they just abandon all of his scientific principles, all of his research, and they're like, we're just going to fucking break open the jars that have the urine in them and swap it with clean urine. Like, what a simple, it's like, you know, always the simplest way. It's true. System. Occam's razor. Hmm? Occam? Yeah. What, what a name. What do you say? Oh, you know, have you not no, heard it's it? Probably the, oh, no, I know. I know. I know. The, I know. I know all about the yeah. razor. But uh, I just, I guess I never heard it out loud. <laughs> uh, I watched an episode of House once called Occam's Razor. So that's how I know about it. Mm. Um, but yeah, which is so risky. Like, were there not security cameras all the fuck around this um, facility holding these urine samples? Like this felt this yeah. felt like some. The answer is yes. There were. Oh, there were there were security cameras everywhere. Yeah, this was like some Ocean's Eleven level insanity mm-hmm. of how they were like taking urine out through like a hole in the wall. Quick generic thing I wanna I wanna bring up about this documentary, especially if you haven't seen it. You can skip to the end to appreciate this. Um, the music and sound effects in this documentary were like bonkers level anxiety thriller action movie uh, uh, noun. I mean, I don't know what the word I want there is, but like, you know, they, they were like so yeah. intense. Uh, I was listening to this documentary a lot and like doing laundry and I was just like clenching my my fists and like it was crazy it's dramatic i mean it um 
it feels like an action movie. Or, like, not action, maybe, but, uh, like, thriller or drama very much. Um, it's, it's done very well. And it's weird, because the first 30 minutes is a different documentary. <laughs> right. It really <laughs> so is. so not the and same. And, like, whatever. That's... We've seen so many documentaries, and it's such a cliche where it's like, you know, start as one documentary and then veer off to another one. But I just, this one just did not work. Like, that's, it was not the right format. No, it's so, like, the tone is off. The the footage in the beginning felt so much more home video-y. Um, even though right. all of it, I guess, was kind of just, like, someone walking with them, it just felt, like, more amateur. Um, yeah. But, yeah. This, oh, fuck. It was nuts. And, like, I... I don't know. I don't know that I was super aware of this when it was happening. And I don't know that at that time I was very aware of, like, Putin to, to the extent that we are aware of him now. And seeing footage of him and realizing uh, just how nuts he is um, is yeah. terrifying. And it's like, yeah. Well, and the fact that it's like, you know, they didn't do well at the vancouver olympics and that that hit him so personally is is why it's is crazy to me yeah the and this doesn't this is not isolated to russia specifically but the amount of importance placed on us on sports and doing well at sports feels so like old world to me it's like yes. why the fuck do we care this much like this is a lot of care about sports <laughs> Right. No, you're a hundred percent right. And like, I don't think, I, I mean, I didn't think anyone watched the Olympics and attached that much um, importance to it or like sense of, of self. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, you know, when I'm watching the Olympics, I guess. Right. So like, do I have a sense of national pride? I don't think so. I think I root for America because who else would I like? I don't have anyone else to root totally. for. Totally. But I, I, I don't really care who wins the most medals. No, and we might be weirdos, because, like, there are plenty of Americans that get wrapped up in Olympic mania, and they they sure. wake up at 4 a.m. to watch the soccer game. And, I don't know, like, I understand the entertainment value in sports. I totally get it, and it's great, and have, have at it. But, um, to just put so much value in your, like, nation... It's like we don't put that value in like our school or like you know the math the math yeah. team like. Okay, but some people definitely do. That was something that I think neither of us had in our schools. But some people definitely put a tremendous amount of pride uh, in their school. I just don't get it. No, the other thing that was like really striking was. Um, and and I might be a weirdo. So they that you see them announce when um, Russia gets the bid for Sochi uh, 20, 2014, I want to say. Um, and like here's the deal: if the Olympics came to Chicago, I would move. Like I'm not I'm not gonna be here for that. Like I'm not. Everyone in Boston was like fighting against the Olympics coming to Boston. Yeah, absolutely. And like I remember I talked to my mom because because it. Uh, the Olympics were in L.A. and like, the 80s, I think. And I asked her, I was like, I would not be around. She's like, your dad went to Canada for a week. <laughs> like, he, like, got... I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I would do. But, like, the amount of excitement and pride 
that that whole country took was kind of yeah. frightening and like Nazi-ish. Like that amount of like nationalism was like kind of kind yeah. of frightening to me. I also I've, at this point I think I am primed to see things not like as nationalism or like as like white supremacy. Totally. Um, today I was I had to look for videos at work. I had to look for videos of crowds cheering, um, and just the nature of stock footage and just the world is that a majority of the footage is like all white people. Yeah. And just seeing crowds of all white people cheering at something, my brain immediately goes to Nazis. Totally. Um, like, immediately. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's me, but I also think it's the times we live in. Oh, yeah. Um, I, don't think, I don't think this would be nearly as terrifying if this came out, like, pre-election. Yeah, I you know, think like true. It, I think I think I think I definitely think about Russia and Putin so much more than I ever did. Yeah, like if Obama was still president, oh, let's think about that for a minute. Mm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, <laughs> back to reality. Um, I think it would feel different or or not as like poignant because to me this is like this is Putin's character on display for you for something as small as sports, and then okay. He, like, bombed the fuck out of Ukraine. Like, after yeah. the Olympics. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, and it was really, it was like, the way the documentary put it anyway, it's like, his popularity was so high, he could get away with anything. Like, might as well bomb the shit out of Ukraine. Terrifies me. Like, because I feel like, I feel like we have that right now. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, with our with just our hope asshole, that, uh, the 2018 Olympics go really poorly for us. Oh right? my god, I'm. It's just it's just so dumb to me. To me, it's just such a like, not to sound like a, a you know anti man, but it's such like a testosterone ego driven like oh ho ho ho. It's all about oh. penis. It's all about penis. Oh, it's so annoying. It's- um, yeah. um, uh, if I could, if I could throw another bit of insane, terrifying moment in this documentary, but not about penis size. Um, so, uh, Gregory does a lot of Skyping back and forth between Russia and America, you know, talking about all this stuff. There's a moment after he's fled to America, after the story is leaked, where on s- Russian state television, they sh- display his hacked emails and hacked Skype conversations that he had with his wife. Just like on television, you'd be in Russia flipping channels and hear someone's private Skype conversation that it, they, they outwardly said the government hacked him and here's his Skype conversation for us to listen to. Like, what the, what the fuck? That's terrifying. Yeah. But I mean, they're hackers. They are hackers and they address that in this documentary. And it's fucking yes. terrifying, but that's the name of the game. Like it, it goes back to what he says. Like we are, we are cheaters. Like we know how to cheat. And if you think you're gonna beat us, you're crazy. I think what we're saying is that all <laughs> Russian people are all evil. of them. Actually, <laughs> there's no. I'm actually Russian. A little. Are you? Uh, yeah. I would say yeah. If you make the fucking European joke, I swear to God. Oh, I thought you. I thought you were gonna make the joke like. <laughs> do you not know it? Now I'm really. Where you're like, ah, I can't think of the setup. 
When you have to pee, and it's like, what are you when you're in the bathroom? European, but before that, you were Russian. Like, <laughs> I thought you were going to do that, but then I ended up doing it, so that's fine. I like um, that But no, I am a, I'm a teensy no, bit Russian. Um, I mean, uh, the way the way it's been described to me is that we lived in, uh, you know, a kind of place that depending on the war, it was Russia, it was Poland, uh, you know, it changed all the time. Um cool. I don't know. I never think of myself as Russian, but maybe that's just because I'm inherently a good person, you know? Yeah. So fuck yeah. you, everyone who wants to say that I'm, you know, that, that is everyone who's mad at me. I'm, I don't, I'm not going to listen to your complaints anymore. <laughs> don't even bother going to postdocpodcast.saraha.com. <laughs> we don't care. But please. No, but, but that's a bit. I yeah, do care. Please, please, please say good things. Um, or you could also, if you have my phone number, you could call me. That's cool. I, I thought about giving up my phone number on nope, on air. Don't do it. But uh, the Russians are. Listening. They probably <gasps> are. Yes. Do you think they are? Super likely. That's so nice to have another. Right. I'll t- we'll take what we can fucking get. <laughs> Listen, Vlad, send us an email. Sponsor the podcast. Everything we just said about Russians, I will gladly withdraw yeah. if you send some send some. Yeah. Cash. Get Squatty Potty to uh, sponsor us, and then we'll be square. Um, mm. but maybe back to, uh, back to our good buddy Gregory, Gregory, Gregory with a, with an eye. Um, yeah. nutty ending for him. He, his wife and, uh, kids get their passports taken away. So yeah. he's not seen them since he fled. Um, that was sad to me, you know? No closure, you know what I mean? This is a documentary that that does not... <coughs> you do not leave feeling optimistic, as you could probably hear from us. No, you leave with, like, an adrenaline high, and you don't know what to do with it. Um, or at least that's how I felt. Um, yeah, I, I, I spoke to you before we, we hit record. Yeah, I was, uh, that was a little nutty. But super interesting, super dramatic... I'm trying, I don't know, there's so much that happened. I'm trying to see if there's, like... A lot of, if you're a big 1984 fan, there's a lot mm-hmm. of allusions uh, uh, to 1984, 1984 quotes. Yes. Um, I don't know, I, I think this documentary at times felt a little heavy-handed in that respect. You know what I mean? It was, like, even, like, so, like, we've already said a couple times, right? It's, like, it started one way... And it switched to another documentary. And that was like, well, that's what documentaries do. You know, you start as one thing and you switch to another. You had quotes throughout it. It was like, that's what documentaries do. You have quotes, you know. And uh, the music was very over the top. Like, I don't know. It felt a little bit. It was a lot. That's just me. It was a lot. But I liked it. I I immediately was was watching from the uh, 30-minute mark again. Um, Yeah. I mean. This was, I watched it twice today. Yeah. I mean, once you get to the part where the story initially breaks in Russia, um, it's it's fast track from there. It's it's pretty intense. Um, you see, they have a lot of um, really interesting footage with Brian talking with um, like international lawyers and such, um, kind of mm-hmm. near the end, and you see like their raw emotion. Yes, Jason, go you. Um, we are leaving out we the 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 big story. Which that there is a main character in this documentary named Dick Pound. I 
guess I missed this. Who's that? Who was that? There's a guy named There's a guy named Richard Pound who goes by Dick Pound. That's his name. He's the head of like the not the IOC. Hold on. He's the head of something big. Was he in that last meeting where he was talking about the sodium chloride in the urine? Uh, I don't think he could be there at the Sad. time. He's a uh, the Dick Pound. Dick Pound is uh, the first president of the World Anti-Doping Agency. Okay. Vice president of the uh, International Olympic Committee. Well, it was a different time back then. <laughs> back when? Whenever he decided to go by Dick. Dick Pound? <laughs> Ew. No, Sorry. it's fine. Um, that was a great detail to talk about. Um, I think people should watch it. Oh, I hella think people should watch it. It was very good. We'll watch. We'll, we'll watch again. Left very thoughtful. All the good things. Next week is my pick. Oh God. Yes. Uh, what are we watching next week, huh? So next week, I am hoping this lightens the mood. Um, it. We're gonna watch Glow, which is uh, gorgeous ladies of wrestling. So this is not the fictional television show on Netflix. No, but that is related to this, I believe. I would imagine so. Yes, but no, this is about like the 80s, uh, I think re- like female wrestling in the 80s. I don't know too much about it, um, but they referenced it on RuPaul once, and I, I think gotta know what they're talking about. That's awesome. I uh, I know nothing about wrestling, but I Same. it's a kind of... It's a kind of world that, like, I sometimes Google about and, like, try to know about. Yeah, but um, I just don't quite get it. Mm. So, yeah, Maybe so that is, uh, that's what we're going to learn about next week. Um, people, you're going to, you're just going to love talking to us uh, on postdocpodcast.saraha.com. Uh, I'm going to post this uh, on Facebook probably right after we finish recording this so it's been up for a week now if you're listening um so feel free to you know comment and uh let us know let us know how you're feeling you know what i mean like um it's anonymous so please just uh speak up and uh also if you don't want to be anonymous you could just message the page you know yeah we're we're really 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 open to a conversation and to some criticism um i i guess i'd prefer it to be somewhat constructive criticism but like whatever we'll take any kind of attention that you're willing to give us um follow us on other places like subscribe rate review um we're going out on a quote from the late great vladimir putin uh vlad uh if you're listening thank you so much for writing into the show on our saraha page (laughs) Uh, and saying it is better to be hanged for documentaries than be rewarded for podcasts.